0: ATT Threat Track is a roundtable discussion of security trends and news. Full video of this program can be found on YouTube by searching for ATT Threat Track.
1: All right, John. Well, I hear there's some dumpster diving going on in GitHub these days.
2: Yeah, so a, re- a group of researchers had done some analysis over a pretty long period of time, mm-hmm. I want to say maybe six months or so, where they're actually using just the basic search API that's available in GitHub. Uh, to look through the repositories. And this is not necessarily a new thing. People that we've talked about on the show before, but they have kind of did maybe a more thorough analysis of this landscape. And they discovered that there were lots of people who had either private SSH keys or API keys for things like um, part of their product. So maybe they're, their program uses Twitter and goes to Twitter mm-hmm. to post uh, updates or uh, something on Google or even Amazon Web Services, things like that. So the private keys for those types of services
0: were uploaded into the GitHub repo. It's very easy as a code developer, when you're posting your code up there, to inadvertently leave things within your code that really shouldn't be posted up there, like like credentials. So uh long and short is there's a lot of things that were out there uh that were vulnerable
2: to this so kind of just an advisory to people you might want to make sure that this isn't the case mm-hmm. uh, so tell me a little bit problem. about
1: like uh, you would hope that some of these things that are posted out there are actually like test keys or something like that did they do anything hope. to analyze that
2: yeah, i think they did because they're able to confirm that a lot of these keys were valid for mm-hmm. the services that they provide um they also went about notifying the people who had this issue. And the people were not kind of savvy enough, because what they did is they said, oh, I'll just delete it from my repo. But if you're familiar with Git, it keeps a version history. Mm -hmm. So if you just go back through the version history, you'll see the key is still there. So you need to wipe it from the entire version history Mm -hmm. for your repo. Also, I'll say GitHub has been kind of actively working to try to address this issue as well, to keep people from. So they're trying to do their due diligence to find you know, obvious cases of this, and prevent uh, mm-hmm. people from uh, you know making this mistake.
1: Well, this obviously can be pretty tricky. That you can have keys that are embedded in code or passwords or something along those lines. That you know, if folks aren't really thinking about it, they might not have it segmented off in a separate directory or something like that. And uh, isn't there a feature or something in GitHub that so you can, when you go to to basically post in the repository, that it will keep some things out
2: Uh, there is so you can you can set up like a filter file i think it's like a dot file that'll tell it directories not to ever upload Mm -hmm. so even if you try it'll prevent it from happening but you've got to you know have the mindfulness to set that up in the first Mm -hmm.
0: place um, to make sure you don't do that and so if you have those pieces in place you can yeah, at least rest assured that you know those pieces that normally would have either credentials or keys in them wouldn't get committed up to, up to github.
1: This is a little more complicated than some others where you know s3 repositories being accidentally you know in um, right. uh, AWS Amazon web services being accidentally exposed as public data, where you can go in and kind of check the policies and it's pretty straightforward. This is a case where you actually kind of have to get into the meat of your code and make sure that right. you don't have things embedded in there that you really don't want getting out. Right, Right. and
2: it might be done differently in every scenario. So mm-hmm. it's not like just one. everybody look in this one place. Depending on how you laid out your code, it might be stored differently.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. So you, it's not always obvious. Right. But you said that GitHub themselves is starting to at least look through to see if they can pick up on some of this? They
2: stuff. do have some stuff built in looking for that on some regular basis. So I'm you think sure as, you're,
0: as you're actually committing your code up there, you would do that scanning as the code is being committed up so that you would stop uh, in the commit, yeah, right? I don't know that they're doing that, to be <clears throat> honest with you. It but would but. be nice to avoid it in the first place. Right, right exactly. Right. It's right. just not getting put getting it up there it. at all, and then we don't have to worry about having to yeah. go back and you know, scratch it off of old. Right, right, out, out of the
2: uh, repos history. Right, right, yep. All
1: right, John, we'll go home, make sure you've checked all your code.
2: Yeah, I don't have much up there. <laughs> I, c- I commit to other people's repos. I've put bug fixes in, but nothing um, on
1: nothing my own, so. All right. good deal. As more open source projects are taking place, we really need to be careful about what actually pieces and parts of our code actually gets put out onto public repositories it's very difficult to think, get things off the internet once they're on the internet.
0: So Brian, you've got a story for us today, talking a little bit about some new news about ransomware.
1: Yeah, you know, it's this is an observation. I'm calling it the fall and rise of ransomware. That is, you know, there was a period of time where ransomware was kind of growing and uh, it feels like it kind of, fell by the wayside a little bit. And there was a big rise in crypto jacking, I think actually basically in 2018. Yeah, associated like with, um, and I think it was really to a large extent uh, accountable or associated with a big rise in the latter part of 2017 and the value of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin was really went really high. At it its highest point a, somewhere yeah, in there, yeah. It was runner- yeah, around uh, I think December or so in 2017 where it, it kind of peaked out. And so um, I, I think a, a lot of folks that, that were motivated to do this sort of thing kind of moved to the crypto jacking. But I think my impression is that going into 2019, they're seen it as being less lucrative. Regardless of whether the story is statistically pertinent, enterprises really need to be paying attention to ransomware. It hasn't gone away by any stretch of the imagination. What I've seen is that in the in the ransomware space, you know, we've had ones like CryptoLocker, CryptoWall, GoldenEye, which, you know, I tend to think of as ones that are kind of mass distributed, mm-hmm. emailed around, um, and then they try to find file shares and things to encrypt files. But if you really want to do ransomware effectively, SamSam Sam is the one that seems to have uh, really gained a lot of attention, that that's one where it was used in targeted attacks. They'd pick out a business, find a way into the organization, or perhaps the other way around, find ways in the organizations, and then choose victims based on that, and who they could get into, and actually get to the meat of the business, the the servers right. and infrastructure associated with that. So SamSam Sam really kind of developed a uh, a, it, a reputation along those lines. Well, here we are in 2019 here, and uh, this uh, new version of ransomware Locker Goga yeah. <laughs> uh, basically has entered this the the, uh, the scene. And whereas Samsung was generally associated with going after like health organizations or public service organizations, ones that would probably you know really kind of panic and try to get to right. getting they, their data back. They need to get their services restored yeah, they as quickly get it as possible. Um, what we've seen recently is uh, some industrial organizations being targeted. And you know perhaps the intent is to disrupt the manufacturing activities or something
0: along those lines. So in those cases, you have what looks like probably disruption or destruction of environments as opposed to more of going after the money for it. What are your thoughts? Have you seen this kind of trend or do you feel that it's
1: just? I think it, well, I agree with you. I think it
2: kind of um, took a somewhat of a backseat last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, there definitely were a few cases because I think there was another, was a, something in Georgia with one of the government agencies yeah. also got targeted and yeah, targeted ransomware. In Georgia. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's not like there haven't been any, mm-hmm. but uh, I could see what you're saying that, you know, it might be on the uptick. It looks like there's some newer variations of this targeted ransomware. It's not just SamSam. Um, There might be some other Mm -hmm. uh, actors out there looking to get in on this. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, it's very tricky to do a real statistical analysis on this kind of thing because my suspicion is that many of the cases don't actually make the news. That is, you know, we're kind of basing our analysis on what actually is in the public domain. Um, And perhaps maybe uh, some of the antivirus companies or something might have information to be able to suggest that. Um, you know, statistically, how many instances of ransomware picked up, but um, very challenging. to get good statistical measures, but um, so what I'm sharing here is sort of a feeling. We'll have to see as the year progresses if this continues along this trend or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're going to, you know, with this stuff we've always seen, it's you you do see that sort of that wave Mm -hmm. where things get hot for a little while, then they drop off. And Mm -hmm. there's sometimes reasons behind it and stuff. So, you know, I just uh, read a a recent story. uh, We're not going to cover it today, but, you know, talking about um, the, today you have a lot of streaming services out there today. Mm -hmm. A lot of streaming services that are not the legal ones like Amazon video and Netflix, you have a lot of these. So a lot of people are now you know, switching to these these illegal streaming services, which means that you have less people who are actually going out and downloading files of of like illegal movies and T V shows. Mm. So if you've got a fall off of people going off and downloading these files, you have your ransomware because a lot of a lot of times these uh files, these um BitTorrents or whatever. BitTorrents and, you know, were seriously in, uh, infected with ransomware mm. right and so if you lose that path because people are switching to live streaming you know they're going to find a different way to go you know to get their hmm. to get their their clicks and their compromises yeah interesting so the uh, if you lose your infection vector
1: you you, you, <laughs> you, have to, you basically right. have to pivot, pivot to something else. Yeah.
0: There's a lot
2: of different ransomware threats out there. So, you know, the best thing to do really is to have a good backup strategy. So if you take frequent backups of things uh, and keep that in a safe place where they can't be impacted by the ransomware, uh, at least if your couple of machines get encrypted that have sensitive data, you can recover again. Hey, Manny, I hear you're looking into uh, some activity where some bad actors are using other people's websites to store malware or something like that?
0: Yeah, so uh, this is kind of a, a quick story. I you know, came across it and it seemed interesting to me. Uh, I hadn't seen anything kind of like this before. Uh, Zscaler did this uh, uh, investigation into what they were seeing was sort of an, uh, an uprise in um, using the hidden directories on websites, so mm-hmm. specifically they were looking at um, web, uh, web, um, WordPress and Joomla websites. And what, what they're seeing here is, and so to just kind of take a step back here, um, when, you're, when you're a site owner and you're going to do, uh, to offer up SSL, your steps in order to do that is to work with obviously a, cert- a certificate authority Mm -hmm. and there's a process that they use. And uh, these processes use this protocol, this ACME protocol, um, and it's used by a lot of uh, um, uh, authorities like Let's Encrypt, uh, DigiCert, um, and what they do is you as a website owner have to prove ownership, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how you that's established, hey, I'm the owner Just of this. Just to be
2: fair, back in the day, they used to call me on the phone. <laughs> I right. would call and say, hey, do you really own this website? And
1: I'd say, yes. <laughs> now there's too many of them. Exactly. <laughs> and and them. there's yeah. And they, don't know you, they
0: don't know your phone number. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So they've improved the process since then. And this process is now, you know, in, involves a little bit more, you know, sort of vetting, a vetting process. And the vetting process is is, in essence, these companies now use these hidden directories. Most folks that, that peruse the internet today are probably oblivious that these things even exist. And so what they do is they hand you this token, and the, so the so certificate authority hands you this token and says, hey, put this token in this directory, right. hidden directory on your website. And if you once you put it there, the authority goes and does its check and says, is that there? And they say, yeah, it's there, and they say, mm. okay you know john yes right. you've That's proven that you, you've prove owned, that you own or you whatever own the website. website right so or you have control of it at least right exactly so now what they're seeing is the bad actors you know with when they compromise these wordpress and joomla websites they're able to now install some of their malware mm-hmm. in these hidden directories mm-hmm. right
2: so it's interesting that they're hiding malware files in there for delivery because maybe people would be less likely to look in those places as a suspected location
0: for uh, malware to be hidden so you now have these bad actors that are compromising these websites installing their uh, malware in these hidden directories and basically running them off of these directories Hmm. Um, the admins well they're delivering it to other People right delivering malware repo for them to deliver exactly it's their staging area for delivering this malware out Um, and again because it's in these hidden directories harder for them to find I'm not even sure you know if you're doing you know sort of sweeps of of looking for suspiciousness you're going to come across this stuff I don't know how antivirus handles looking for this stuff Mm -hmm. but clearly them being in these hidden directories is a problem.
1: There are a lot of activities scanning the internet for things that uh, don't belong there. Um, this isn't gonna be all that easily discovered if you're not paying attention to where the hidden directories are.
0: And so what they've seen so far is um, the study that they did, they were uh, launching a lot of ransomware from these things, and mm-hmm. specifically this uh, shade and uh, uh, troll dash ransomware. Mm-hmm. They're also using it for storage of phishing pages Okay. So they're putting phishing pages in there, mm-hmm. coin miners, uh, and and backdoors actually into the into the server themselves. Right, they probably drop rats in there, yep. stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Well, you know, we have certainly seen cases in the past, or, where servers or sites have been compromised and used as drop points for yeah all the uh, time all kinds of especially
2: malware. WordPress. A lot of these content management systems they're yeah. high high um, interest targets to these mm-hmm. bad guys yeah. um, because. There's so many of them out there, all they need is a few hundred or so uh, vulnerable ones to use as part of their operation.
0: There's so many out there, and and unfortunately, they're not kept up up to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, In many cases, yeah. To install it and not Mm -hmm. install it and forget it. So I think the protection here is really in sort of being cognizant of ensuring that you know what is actually being installed in these directories for much of the life uh, cycle of a website, those directories aren't touched. So really having any kind of um, telemetry to let you know if something's changed within that directory is probably a really good thing to have. The views expressed on AT&T ThreatTrack are those of the participants and do not
1: necessarily represent the views of AT&T or any other person or entity.